Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. I got to say, as we're starting this podcast, man, we got a lot to cover, but I just want you to know that as I prepare for these things uh, each week, my prayer is that you not only grow in God's knowledge and, and spiritual understanding as you're diving into the gospel accounts with me, but I do pray that your love for Christ is growing stronger. That's my prayer that you love Jesus more. You know, I was with a group of pastors recently and I had asked many of them if they've ever gone through a chronological uh, teaching with the gospel accounts. Sadly, most of them said they, they haven't. And so I was telling them what, you know, what venture, you know, I'm out there starting something new and doing this podcast, going through a chronological teaching of the gospels. And hopefully someday down the road when we can record more of these and spend more time that we would go through a chronological chronological teaching of the entire Bible. And they were really, you know, kind of psyched about it. So just, you know, a good reminder for us that, you know what, we have an opportunity to study uh, the life of Jesus and get some good perspective. So with that being said, let's jump right into it because, man, we got to go from Matthew chapter 8 to Matthew 4 to Mark chapter 1 to Luke chapter 4. There's a lot of jumping around. So what I've done in our study notes, and you can go get them on standstrongministries.org. This is podcast number 24, Jesus's Fame Spreads. And what I've done is I've broken them down in four parts. And so the first one is we're going to look at Jesus casting out an unclean spirit in a synagogue. Number two, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. Number three, Jesus heals many people in the city. Number four, Jesus teaches and heals many people as they come to him. And again, his fame is just blowing up. It's spreading all over. And so as I'm going to be, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, just so you're, you're aware as you're listening to this in the car, wherever you may be, I'm going to give a, I'm going to read from a particular passage in each one of those four segments. But then what I'll also do is I'll be referencing other synoptic gospels that mention or add some more detail. That way it gives us a broader picture of the actual event. So let's kick things off here. Number one, Jesus casts out a demon in a synagogue. And I'm going to read from Mark chapter one, verse 21 through 28. You can also see the cross referencing that Luke 4, 31 through 37 adds um, some little bit more detail as well, but same, same account. Okay. Mark 1, 21 says, and they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and he was teaching. Now Luke says this was be part of the city of Galilee. And not only does it just say in verse 22 of Mark one, that they were astonished at Jesus' teaching. Luke adds, because he preached with a authority that he possessed. Isn't that interesting? So then it goes on to say in verse 23 of Mark 1, and immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him and they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. So 
here's a couple things that I want to just draw our attention to as we're jumping, as we're about to jump to the next segment. Now, notice it mentions Capernaum again when Jesus goes into the synagogue in Mark chapter 1, verse 21. And it, we're told in Luke 4, 31, it was on the Sabbath. Now, Capernaum, if you recall, was the disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. That was their hometown. And it became the epicenter of much of Jesus's Galilean ministry. So if you go back to Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 31, this was the headquarters of Jesus. That's important, my friend, because when you're exploring the gospel accounts, look at where Jesus goes. And often you will find, you know, from the beginning of his ministry towards the end, Capernaum, which is a city of Galilee. We see that throughout scripture, Mark 2, 1. And when he entered or when he returned, excuse me, to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. Mark 3.20, then he went home and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. You can also see Mark chapter 9, verse 33 and Mark chapter 10, verse 10. So Capernaum was a huge, huge city where Jesus oftentimes went to teach. Now, another key thing about, about Jesus's teaching, and it mentions it here, is that Jesus didn't just kind of casually do his thing. He came and he preached with force. Remember the authority, he, the, the, the word that he spoke. We are to, oftentimes told when the people in the crowds hear him, whether they're religious leaders or just people in general, they were amazed at his teaching because he taught with authority. So that's always important to notice. And notice, I, I think this is also a key thing when it talks about the authority that Jesus possessed in his teaching. Notice oftentimes it was done in the synagogue. Now, this synagogue was a place where it, it extended discourse of some length. So these were not little 30-minute sermons. Jesus came, and I hate to put in this perspective, but just so we can kind of understand in our Western minds, he brought his A-game, okay? Jesus obviously is perfect. He's God in the flesh, but he, he didn't just have these little tiny teachings and people just kind of contemplate him and, and didn't really have any impact. He brought authority to these places, known as synagogues where people gather for this discourse to talk about the scriptures, to talk about God, to talk about loving thy neighbor and following the law. Now, we are told here in Mark one twenty two, as I mentioned earlier, they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one who had authority. See, the people were amazed at Jesus. They had never, ever heard anything remotely like this man. Now, what they have heard in the people that were present were the scribes. And the scribes were experts in the written law and the oral traditions. They were very strict. So just think in your mind right now, someone who's a total legalist, okay? They're smart, they're bright, they have to remind everybody what the law says, or they quote whatever they have to quote to always remind you that this is what the authority says, this is the standard, whatever. They're annoying, okay? And, and very strict people that abide by rules that are completely and totally uh, ridiculous, and they're condemning about it, right? And they go around correcting. They're not just annoying. We don't like to be around those kind of people. And certainly Jesus wasn't like that. So the synagogues were heavily populated by the scribes, always keeping people in the line, correcting people, the right interpretation, making sure, you know, that what they believed was founded on not just what the scriptures taught and what commentary of the scriptures taught, uh, the Jewish scriptures that is, but also scribes carried around with a lot of oral remarks from ancient scribes as well. And so here we see in Mark one twenty three and in Luke four thirty three, we're told that this man with an unclean spirit, an unclean demon, 
was not was in the synagogue and he also manifested himself in the presence of Jesus as Jesus's powerful teaching was going on and so this demonized man came forth so I believe no doubt the power of Jesus drew this demon outward from the from the public that they they were able to identify and by the way when I read the passage in in mark if you notice that the 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 people were able to say man how does this guy have such power that even the demons so see the people in Jesus's culture were very familiar with unclean spirits okay the problem was they were surrounded by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes in these synagogues and in their community and they didn't have no power they didn't have the power of the spirit upon them like Jesus and so this man who is is sadly tragically is demonized comes forward knows who Jesus is and fears immediate destruction. And now notice in Mark one twenty five, Luke 4.35, Jesus says to be silent to this man who's demonized and for the demon to come out of him. See, Jesus had authority in his teaching and Jesus also had authority to cast out demons and push back the darkness that plagued the synagogues. This account represents the major difference between the authority of Jesus and his ministry of deliverance and the oppressive rulership of the scribes. So keep that in mind because this is going to be an ongoing theme as we've talked about in previous podcasts, like we're talking about right now. We'll see in future podcasts as we're going through the Gospels of Jesus casting out demons. Now, here's what's interesting. Again, as you were looking at it in a chronological perspective, Jesus goes from going straight to the synagogue, casting out this demon to then, it says here in Matthew 8, 14 and 15, and when Jesus entered Peter's house, or in Mark 1, 29, it says, and immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon. And it notice it says, and Andrew with James and John. So there are the four again. And it says that he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. And it says in Matthew 8, 15, he touched her, he touched her hand and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him. Now in Mark chapter one, verse 30, it says, now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever and immediately they told him about her. In Luke chapter four, let me read verse 38. It says, and he rose as Jesus and he left the synagogue and he entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever and they appealed to him on her behalf. Now I'm going to read you as I often do, because I really like this commentary as we're going through the chronological study of the gospels. It's called the life of Christ. It's a study guide to the gospel record. It writes, quote, this section that I just was reading you guys about Peter's mother-in-law who was dying of a fever. It says, this section is interesting as it clearly illustrates the different purposes of the three synoptic gospels. Each one emphasizes a particular aspect of Christ's character to present that perspective of him which it develops. Matthew, recording Jesus as king, simply sees a regal gesture, just a touch of the hand, and the fever leads Uh, leaves Simon's mother-in-law. Mark, portraying Jesus as the servant of humanity, records Jesus lifting her up, while Luke, which presents the Son of Man, the deity of Christ, merely records the rebuke. Obviously, all three are compatible, but only by studying the three together do we get the fuller picture of a loving, concerned, and merciful Savior, end quote. Totally agree. So that's a beauty, my friend, when we get to look at the passages of Scripture that 
talk about the same event, in this case, Peter's mother-in-law being healed by Jesus, it gives us a clearer understanding, right? It's beautiful. Now, let's jump back to when Jesus enters Peter's house in Andrew. Literally, this this fever in the Greek is fire. That's how it's translated. So, based on the language used to describe Peter's mother-in-law, her condition, it seems she was on the verge of death, which puts things in perspective as to why they were appealing to Jesus to come and to heal his mother because she, if he didn't come, she was going to die. It was that severe. And, you know, this is a reminder because in the last podcast, we saw that Jesus had called the disciples, James and John and Peter and Andrew, to full-time ministry. And they devoted their lives to the cause now full-time. And here, one of them, Peter, in this in this case, he's in need. His mother-in-law desperately needs the healing power of Jesus to come over her. Otherwise, she was going to die. And Jesus came. He heard their plea. He looks at her. He touches her. And he rebukes the fever. And she's healed. You know, this is a reminder, by the way, that when you follow Jesus, when you give your life to him, he will be there to provide for you and to care for you. So just keep that in mind. Now we jump to number three, Jesus heals many in the city. In Mark chapter one, verse 32 and 34 says that evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. The whole city was gathered together at the door and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. So here we have its sun, the sun is setting, and many of these people with various diseases were told they come to him and notice in Luke 4, I want to read it to you, in verse 40 at the very end it says, And Jesus laid his hands on every one of them and he healed them. And demons also came out of, of many crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ in Luke chapter 4, verse 41. Now, this account reveals the power that Jesus had, again, over demons and over sicknesses. The cross would ultimately fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah, if you remember, describing how the suffering servant would, quote, take away, end quote, all our illnesses and our diseases. So this is a foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to do. Jesus went from casting out a demon in the synagogue, right, removing an evil from the place Uh, that the Jews learned the scriptures to healing Peter's mother-in-law from death, restoring her to serve her family, and now healing and casting out demons from people throughout the entire city, which in essence, Jesus was there not just relieving a home, Peter's mother-in-law, not only just relieving the oppression that was in a synagogue, but also relieving an entire city from sickness and also from oppression. Now, number four, Jesus teaches and he heals many. In Matthew, we're going to jump now to Matthew 4, 23 and 25, it says, and Jesus went throughout all Galilee. Again, so he's not stopped. Jesus just continues to go from synagogue to Capernaum to their coming to him and, and asking him, can you heal us? To now traveling throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So they come to him the night before. Now Jesus goes to them. So his fame spread throughout all Syria and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. Now, in Luke 4, I just want to throw this in here, verse 43, it says, And Jesus said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God. See, there's the motivation factor. That's why I wanted to share with you. You're thinking, what gave Jesus such a drive, such determination? Well, we know because he came not because uh, the righteous were seeking him. He came for the sick. 
He came to touch lepers. He came to heal the paralytic man. He came to cast out demons. He came to present himself in the synagogues to fulfill prophecy and to die ultimately on the cross for our sins and rise again on the third day. Now, if you go back, I just want to mention this as we're wrapping up this podcast. When you go back to the rule of the synagogues in those days, they erected one for every 10 learned men or students that resided in that particular city. So obviously the larger the city, the more the synagogue. So in the Lord's day, it was estimated that Jerusalem had over 500 synagogues. So Jesus used the opportunity to reach a lot of people through the synagogues, teaching in, in the synagogues, preaching the gospel, we we're told, healing diseases and casting out demons. If you look at Matthew 9, 35, kind of consolidates the activities of Jesus. And notice as his fame was spreading, the events go from people coming to his home for, you know, from him healing them and casting out demons in the public. And news is going around throughout Syria, which is the north area of Galilee, Decapolis, which literally means the 10 cities, Jerusalem, Judea, and even beyond the Jordan. And so just so you, if you have a study Bible, you can look at a map of that. But on my study notes that you can get on StanStrongMinistries.org, if you click on podcast, I give you a map of the of the region of what this looks like, kind of how much land Jesus is spreading. So as I conclude this podcast, my friend, here's the bottom line. Jesus has the authority. Jesus has the power. He is casting out demons. Now, what does that have to do with us today? Well, again, not only does it confirm for us the power in which Jesus possesses, but that we as Christians need to be proclaiming and living out that power in our lives. Because I do believe, my friends, as you're in God's word, when the temptations come, when the trials come, and when the attacks come, and when the oppression is there, I think a lot of us fall short or a lot of us get sucked into the oppression or the depression. And a lot of people that are around us, I think we're just, we're completely oblivious of how many people around us in the world who are demonized. They're under the control of the prince of the power of this air. And we need to be sensitive to that and have the power and the authority of Jesus that when we can see beyond the physical and into the realm of the spiritual and see the darkness and see the false doctrine and see the plagueness of sexuality that the enemy is trying to get the church under, trying to ruin marriages, trying to ruin relationships, that just like Jesus, that we go in there. And let me say something too. And when we go there like Jesus did and speak against it and rebuke it, that there are many demons in churches today, just like they're in the synagogues. There are many scribes or many legalists out there today, and they are oppressing the work of Jesus. They are quenching the work of the Holy Spirit. And you, brother and sister, I pray will be a light and a witness. May God bless you. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next week's podcast. God bless you. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening and keep standing strong in the Word of God.